Hey, everybody. Welcome. It is the Brian Oak Show. In for Brian Oak, I am Colleen Cruz, also along with uh, Sean Bernard, Major Domo of the Brian Oak Show. Hey, sh- how are you? Good. <laughs> How are you? Was I doing it too fast? I don't know. I we're gonna get it. We're gonna get it. Are we? Should I slow it down? Should I be more soulful? Yeah. Hey everyone, welcome to the Brian Oak Show. In for Brian Oak, it's Colleen Cruz, along with Sean Bernard, Major Domo of the Brian Oak Show. Yeah, Is that, that better? doesn't feel natural. No, it isn't natural. <laughs> I'm a little more. Uh, Kicky, you know what kicky, I'm saying? A little zippy. Got my ginger tea with me. A little zesty with your ginger mm-hmm. tea. I, it, it is going to be a zesty show because you know what? We are the guests on our show today. How about that? On, on Brian's show How today. daring. <laughs> it is very daring. <laughs> it is. It is very daring. And we're going to talk about, coming up, we're going to talk about uh, diversity in uh, casting in Hollywood. Have you noticed, Sean, that there are more actors with disabilities getting major roles in Hollywood lately? I have. I've I've not always seen major roles, but I have seen at least kind of a supporting like actor. the mid range roles. Yeah, mid range yeah. roles. Not a lead, but a uh, you know not a, a lead actor or actress, but a supporting role. I've seen a lot more of that, which I think right. is fantastic. And it's about goddamn time. It is. Mm-hmm. I think there's a big fear of of people with disabilities, um, especially with like kids. They're afraid of people with disabilities because they're not around them enough to say. It's not that big of a deal. Well, it's just the unknown. A fear of the unknown. And then the unknown becomes the other, and then, you know, you squelch it and whatever. But we're going to talk about that coming up. I'm looking yeah? forward to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to our chats. <laughs> so we got it. And you know what? I'm I'm calling it a segment because I like to I like to categorize things and put them in boxes. It's a little put OCD them in their of little me. place. Mm-hmm. That's what you like to do. So that's going to, it's going to be the Hollywood Roundup, where we're, we're like going to talk about something in pop culture that's, that's interesting. We're not going to so talk about the Kardashians. Good. We don't give a shit about that. But I do want to talk about a minute of that show. No, me either. I haven't. In oh. fact, I used to get like a long time ago. I used to be on the radio. You yes, know? I remember. And I used to have to talk about TV. Yeah. And I, I used to, I used to, I, w- I specifically did not talk about those kinds of shows because they give me anxiety. Specifically, yeah. the housewives ones. I hate those. It's just not my type of thing. I, I, I will divert for a second to say my wife joined a book club about 10 years ago. Right. She's not in that book club anymore. Okay. And she hasn't been in that book club for 10 years. Okay. The very first book club, she gets there. They don't talk about the book. Mm. They immediately start griping about their husbands and gossip this and gossip that. And he's a jerk. And Oh. It's just so incredibly negative, and she came home, and and I said, "How'd it go? I mean, did you what did you think of the book club?" She goes, "I hated it. I'll never go back there again." Hmm. Two weeks later, she joined a book club. She's been in that book club ever since. Okay, but just that idea of gossipy BS, and and there was it wasn't just bashing husbands. They were also it was all very pretentious about what a they lot of drive clubs, and what they have, and a lot of book you know, clubs are really wine clubs. They are. That's what I call it. I call it wine club. And it's not, it's not, I mean, and nothing against wine. I used to love to drink a box or two every evening. Sure. But uh, I uh, just, I never, I never really got into that. The first rule of wine club, hmm. drink wine. <laughs> there you <laughs> Come go. Come on, it was so obvious. Like All right. It was right there for well, you. We're, we're going to talk about uh, diversity in Hollywood casting, and uh, that's, that's going to be our entertainment roundup. And then later on, we're going to do a segment that I'm calling Hell in a Handbasket. I love this. Idea. Do you? Yes, I do. Hell in a handbasket. That is, world is going to hell in that's a right. handbasket. We're going to be like two old people on a porch screaming about what's happening. 
What do you call our, because we're three years apart in age. What Are, are we midlife at this point? Well, that I'm 52. Would, I don't think I'm going to live to be 104. Well, that's what I, people I keep calling I, this midlife. I'm like, I'm 49. That would mean I'm going to be 98. I love that. I, I don't well, see me last. You might be 98. That's that's feasible. You think? Sure. The, with with the the with my habits. Well, yeah, but you know, the, they're coming up with new that's cu- true. cures for being human all the time. They're going to be able to roto-rooter <laughs> out my artery someday with some yeah, magic. They're going to like, ma- it's going to be... I'll be like, you're good. You got another 25 yeah, years. <laughs> there's gonna, I'm waiting for the the Dr. Bones uh, style of medicine where it's just some sort of little sensor that they, they blip on you. Oh, I fully expect to be yeah. blipped all the time with the <laughs> sensor. And my wife will have the my wife will have the app. She'll have the app. Oh, you shouldn't you you Should have eaten that third piece of bacon. It just blipped. You don't get to be 52 without some hard miles behind you. <laughs> and you know what? I'm So I am a 52-year-old lady. And I like to kick and dance. <laughs> I love that but, character. Uh, Sally O'Malley. That's right. I'm past Sally O'Malley age. But I, uh, oh. a while ago back, I had a cancer scare, right? And uh, and I had a lady parts cancer scare. And oh. they had to like stick a thing up my uh, junk. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah, they, yeah. They just, it was like a, a deal where they, and what it wasn't like the fun deal. Well, it was a big, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't like a fun thing. It wasn't something but, you'd find at your local sex shop. <laughs> all I had to do is drive out to Woodbury. Yeah. And uh, Woodbury. <laughs> That's how they say it. Woodbury. <laughs> Woodbury, where things happen. Woodbury. Uh, <laughs> I had to drive out to Woodbury to get a sensor put up my cooch. <laughs> it so, was delightful. We had tea afterwards. <laughs> That's the examination. I didn't feel like I had cancer, so I wasn't too worried about it. Although, you know, later on I was like, oh, maybe I, you know, I don't know. I should have been scared because stuff was happening that was all indicators were pointing toward, hey, cooch cancer, right? Or whatever it was. It wasn't cooch cancer. It was like, whatever. Yeah. So you don't need to know the details. But like, I'm there and they put you in the stirrups. Are you uncomfortable yet? I, no, because I, so you have to understand. You have a I, wife. I have a wife. I grew up with uh, three sisters. I have tons of female friends that like go out of their way to tell me about their female Good, issues. Because I can't so, even remember why yeah. I'm telling you this story now. That's okay. We're all oh we're, the we, blip, we, we the sensor of the blip, yes, the exactly. sensor in the blip style of of okay, yeah, and you and being middle aged, yeah, and being middle aged. So this is about ten ten years ago or so, and because uh, like the 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 days of me worrying about STDs are gone. You know, I've had my one dude for a long time now and, yeah. and you know, I don't really think about it, but I'm, I'm so I'm in the stirrups and everything and they're yeah. going to put a sensor on me and it's not that the, they're going to put it in me. Right. And I'm thinking this is uncomfortable. And the girl is like super young to me. She's like, now we're of the age where all the medical professionals, the people that know more oh, than we so did, young. that planned for their future and went to school yes. and are a lot smarter Weirdos. than we yeah. are. Um, they're taking care of us. Right. And so she's like, she's maybe my daughter's age. And I said, because I'm inappropriate. And uh, so I'm there and I'm just kind of like, oh, geez. And uh, and I said, hey, you know, she's like lubing up the thing. And it's about as big as a banana. And it's got a camera on it. Why do they need the banana size? I don't know. Maybe I have a giant cooch. But so here's the thing. Like, so she's having a giant cooch. Yeah. Is it? A, a cavernous. You're going to have to tell me about that. Yeah, there's a theory of a cavernous cooch. That it's sounds an like old a, story from my... <laughs> that sounds like a Hardy Boys mystery. <laughs> exactly. Sounds like a Hardy Boys a Hardy mystery. Hardy Boys and the cavernous cooch. 
I don't think so. Do you find gold in there? <laughs> Just a wedding ring. No, no. Well, you know, I've, I've, I, I'm. Anyway, I don't think I have a cavernous cooch. I've, I've had no complaints. Put it that That's way. That's good. That's good. But she's, 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 and a banana doesn't have to be big. My gosh, you can no, get there's smaller. pint size bananas. Right. And, yeah, right. They're cut so, down on the prime of their youth. Yeah. Well, whatever they are, plantains. Yeah. Yeah. They look like uh, monster fingers. That's what yes. I always see. Okay. We're all over the place. But <laughs> so she's like monster finger bananas, which is what they should call them. Yes. Right. Yeah. They look like monster fingers. Time to peel the monster fingers. Right. Right. Yeah. If I had a kid and I was going to give him a weird banana, I'd say, look, it's a monster finger. And then it would be really cool. <gasps> yeah. So I'm, I'm there. I've got the stirrups and they're going to, they're going to stick the, whatever it is up my dealie. And, uh, and I said, and I was, it was tense for me. It was tense. I think she was tense. And I said something to something weird to break the tension i said hey can i have the one that's shaped like a dolphin and did she laugh no that's the worst and that made it worse that's the worst oh when they God. don't laugh i don't know what we're talking about ex- right now but i know what we're talking about after this song yes we're gonna talk about uh, diversity in uh in the entertainment world i'm looking forward to it i gotta say quickly that it reminds me of the story the story you just told that yeah I'm at the doctor's office and they said uh you need to stop masturbating. And I said, why? And they said, because I'm about ready to start the, the examination. <laughs> That's an old one.
Welcome back. You're listening to the Brian Oak Show here on the internet. In for Brian Oak. (laughs) In for Brian Oak, Colleen Cruz, and Sean Bernard. Major Domo Sean Bernard. You're like the guy that you're you're the guy that's doing all the buttons. I am. I'm one of those nerds that boy that uh, Brown College degree is finally paying off. I'm just here to flap my gums. When that song came out, I was in the middle of South Dakota working my first on air job. I went out there sight unseen. They heard my tape and saw my resume and hired me. I was a club DJ before that in Minneapolis, but I get out there and, you know, the music at the time was like Brian Adams, everything I do, Whitney Houston, right. um, doing the cover of the Dolly Parton song, I Will Always Love You. Mm-hmm. And then this song comes on the scene, Smells Like Teen Spirit, and right. it just hit me between the eyes. I was like, oh my God, I loved this band. In fact, when he was shot by Courtney a few years later... <laughs> I'm still convinced that's what happened. Are you serious? Oh, totally. No. Oh, yeah. There was so much jealousy. There was so much going on. Yeah. I think she but shot But to him. shoot a person? Well. That's usually not what women do. It's crazy, though, that, you know, that- Usually that, they just that pesky, play the long game and drive you nuts. Yeah, except for when you have that pesky heroin pumping through your veins that you can kind of make some weird decisions. Yeah, but still. I know. I mean, it's Maybe like- not. It's such a, that's I'm a kind of bomb- joking, but not really. That but. is a bombastic way to- off somebody. It sure is. Yeah. yeah, it's not good. But I played, uh, I had a bunch of B-sides and bootlegs and everything mm-hmm. of Nirvana. And I was working at a different radio station several years later when he mm-hmm. died. And uh, I played a ton of their music and almost got fired because I was playing unlicensed. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was not good. But. <laughs> well, for me, Nirvana, because um, yeah. we're about the same age, they, yeah. they sort of heralded a return to actual music rather than synth pop. Yes. Because it was just constant. I, I know. hated synthesizer music. Yeah, I got really tired of it. Right. And then it forces you to listen to Leonard Skinner all the time. And then eventually, who lo- <laughs> I love Leonard Skinner. Me too. But, but then you get bored. You and you do. just say, you say, yeah, can't some of us Gen Xers make some real music? And then lo and behold. I'm waiting for the next wave. What's it going to be? Hmm? It usually happens around the turn of each decade. Um, I think once uh, the grid is going to go down and then we're going to be making rock music, like with like, real rocks, uh, real rocks yeah. and sticks. I can see that happening. Yeah. Or there's bongos nearby, if necessary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard about the bongos. You know what else I heard about? What'd you hear about? Our sponsors. Oh, I love our sponsors. Me too. Yeah, this is the Smart Start MN Studio. Without them, there is no us. Oh. <gasps> At least not doing a show right. and talking to you right now. Smart Start MN. What are they? They're an ignition interlock company. They're actually the guys who went to the legislature and said, we need to help people that have DUIs be able to drive yeah, uh, safely. And so they put this ignition interlock in your car and you can blow into this little machine and you can drive to work and drive your kids to jujitsu lessons mm-hmm. and ankle bending lessons. That's another big one. Uh, all kinds of cool things. Anyway, so uh, what you got to do is go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. They'll give you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock system. They're great guys. Ed Cohen was the guy who got me the suburbs tickets that I went oh, to yeah. see on Saturday. So he was texting me throughout the show, which is fantastic. Music fans. And the other sponsor we should mention is Busters on 28th. Oh my God. Their food is so good, but they also have beer and wine over there. They do curbside to go. You can get Not the, for the beer and wine. Yes, they do. <gasps> yes, they do. Are you kidding me? No, they do. They do curbside to go for that as well, which is really great. 
they're working on getting their liquor license as well. I'll need to check in with them and see okay. where they're at in that process. But the cool thing that they've added in the last few weeks is online order entry. So you don't have to sit on the phone and right. go through your order. If you're like me, you got a million things going on at once, and that's challenging anyway. Yeah. Go in, put in your order, and schedule it, and go pick it up and support a fantastic local business in Buster's on 28th. Go to bustersont28th.com. Buy local, everybody. I'm going to be working my way through their menu. And you know what? With the beer and wine thing, it is so nice. You know, there's there's just a few bright spots in the in the COVID world, the post-COVID world, and we, or not post-COVID, but, you know, the, the, the during COVID world. Yeah. And one of them is getting takeout from a local place because, and, and the idea that you can pick up, you know, a, a couple of craft beers and a good sandwich. Yeah. 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 That's very. I love a good sandwich. Well, right. But that's very, that's like, uh, that's how they do it in Paris, France. I you know. know. It, it <laughs> you know, makes it's, us it's feel very, just a bit sophisticated, it right? Is, it is very, very civilized. It's it a is. very civilized thing. I always so. just picture people drinking wine and having cheese and a giant baguette, just chewing off that baguette in France. One time I was working uh, Joe's Garage on Loring Park. Oh, yeah. I've be been there many times. was a waitress there for many years. And uh, we used to wear long, uh, long, the kind of uh, aprons that you'd trip over, the ones that look like ball gowns. You know what I'm talking about where the, oh, the waiters? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'd wear those. And a uh, couple of times... We'd we sorry Joe Kaplan. We would steal a bottle of wine and go out into the back alley with our long aprons on, and we would pass the bottle of wine. We'd steal a a loaf of bread and a bottle of wine, and we'd rip off like there'd be four or five of us, and Just they'd be smoking, on the same. <laughs> and smoking and 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 eating bread and drinking wine. And my my friend John says to me, he goes, "We are so fucking French right now." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we were so fucking French right then. So hey, we've done we we did the sponsors. What what next? Oh my God, our talker. Yes, diversity in Hollywood casting. Yes. So I've been watching. I'm a TV person to the max. Yeah. Like like that. It is it is easily my favorite medium of 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 getting my my daily distraction. And I have been watching a lot of stuff. And and one of the things that's heartbreaking now is that I'm watching a lot of new stuff that I wouldn't that I it's great. I'm watching a lot of new stuff that ordinarily I, I wouldn't be delving into because I wouldn't have had the time. Yeah. Um, or the inclination to be quite this distracted from the like or I want to be distracted from the news. So I watched yes. I was watching Debs, uh, which is on Hulu. Okay. I'm and, a Hulu person too. Yeah. And Nick Offerman is in it. He he plays mm-hmm. the lead and um He's great. And Nick Offerman and Allison Pill, but they also uh have this actress, she's um she's a double amputee. Hmm. And she's she plays Allison Pill's friend, and they don't even say anything about it. And I thought, oh, that's nice, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. And then shouldn't be that big of a deal. I mean, we should it should be like this is another person. And she's I, got those cool looking legs, though. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the like the ones that they um that like the runner legs. Oh, like I the love those. Like uh, what's his name with started with the P. You mean like the running ones? Like yeah. The, oh wow. Yeah, she was walking around on those, and those were just. So cool, so would, hot. Not that you'd ever want to experience that, but no. it would, it, you'd think that you would just go so fast and it'd be so springy, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Just to jump up to your second, you know, floor window and wave at your spouse, exactly. You know, on their springs, that'd be cool. That would be awesome. But uh, you know, and then the next time I'm looking at, or the next, the next night, I was looking at another TV show, otherwise known as watching another TV show, and uh, it was the Politician. 
And it's like a teen oh, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I kind of like that show. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched the first season. All of Ryan Murphy's things are very lighthearted. Yeah, I like the lead actor guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can yeah. also sing like a freaking... Mm-hmm. Like a bird. Like, like a, a songbird. Bird. Like a songbird. No, he's really talented. But then they have Ryan Haddad, who is a guy with cerebral palsy in that show, too. And they're not making a big deal out of it. It's kind of like R.J. Mitt. Mitty or Mitt. I don't even know how to say yeah. his name. But the guy who played um, Brian Cranston's son on Breaking Bad. Yeah. You know, the role wasn't about him having cerebral palsy. Not like Facts of Life when they had the, right. you know, Jerry, like, and they were just the comedian and they were just constantly talking about it. Like it was just. Right. I have noticed, by the way, and I know we didn't even plan to talk about this, but I have noticed since the Black Lives Matter stuff has come up here with George Floyd's death. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it seem like they're pushing like there's a ton of black people in commercials lately. Like, I think the big corporations are going hey, let's play the black ads this month. It's kind of like Denzel Washington's rueful laughter when he won the Academy Award and Halle Berry won the Academy Award because it oh, was yeah. sort of like, not that they weren't both worthy of yeah, winning the Academy they Award. Said over and over and over again, not that they're not worthy. Well, right, but yeah. it's it's sort of like he, yeah. he was laughing and he was like, uh-huh. Like there was a sort of like, this hmm. is what you're doing now, okay, you yeah. know. But... um. But yeah, it's and you know what? Fine. If that's how it has to be, that's how it has to be. You yeah. know, just as long as we're doing something right now. Like the you know, I've noticed a lot of interracial couples. Yeah, that's the, another thing. Commercials. Yeah, that's starting to happen right too more, more more blended more. families. Yeah. And, and gay families and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I and I I love it for the reason that it's like the again, most of most bigots mm-hmm. it's that they just haven't had the experience of being around people that are different than that. Well, it might be easier to be around uh, uh, black people or Hispanic, you know, Latin, yeah. Latinx, you know, folks, than it is to be around people with disabilities because, you know, that's that's a more, you know, if I'm if I'm going to a place, I, I'm on the I'm on the trail walking my dog. I don't see a lot of people, you know, double amputees out on the trail on the lake. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. But that's it. It creates an otherness. When you're not seeing it, out of sight, out of mind, mm-hmm. 20% of characters in 2018 were portrayed by actors with the same disability. Hmm. And that's huge because yeah. only 2% of people on in major uh, shows have any sort of disability. And that's including mental illness. And when you think about the world of mental illness. Oh, my gosh. Holy shit. I was sitting around with uh, 16 people. This is probably five years ago. Right. And uh, one of us brought up that we were on uh, an antidepressant slash anti-anxiety med. Mm-hmm. I was that one. And I'm not ashamed to admit it. But oh, of it was not. funny. One in four people. <laughs> like it was. I was like, wow, this is kind of crazy that like once I said it, people are like, oh, yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, I take that. Oh, yeah, I tried that. You know, or right. I'm doing that now. And I was like, wow, there's a lot more people than I thought that are, you know, experiencing some kind of anxiety or depression. Those two in particular can go hand in hand. Some people don't have both, but, but yeah, I've managed through that myself. It might be, it might be that, um, because I think the world is becoming more and more sensible, sensible around their attitudes regarding depression, regarding anxiety, regarding addiction, regarding any kind of struggle that is so yes. is so 
it's so very human. I mean, geez, Louise, you know, when Britney Spears lost her mind, yes. that's when I was working in pop culture radio. Yes, yes. Everybody was piling on that. I kid. know they were. They were piling they were. on that kid and it felt, it felt disgusting to me. It was just like, yep. she's, I mean, her, her eyes were glazed. She was a mess. She was, you know, she was not groomed as we are so yeah. used to seeing her. And I just thought this is, this is going to, there's going to be a big blowback on this. And people were sort of loving the train wreck quality of it. And it, it felt really disgusting to me. I didn't like it, but I feel like that was a turning point in pop culture for people to really look at it because you, you got to realize, oh my God, she's just a kid. You know, she's sort of frozen in, in, in the, her teens. She's still like that, by yeah. the way. And, and people say this horrible thing. Well, she's a celebrity. It's what she should expect. No, she's a human being. Right. And what if she was your sister or your cousin or, you know, your right. sister-in-law treat her like a human being. You know, I just, oddly enough, I feel like, the Britney experience was the whole opening up in terms of like men- talking about mental illness or, sure. or struggles in that way. Yeah. Because everybody was like, well, I, you know, <laughs> I've got depression and I've got anxiety <laughs> and I've got, you know, yeah. I've had panic attacks that have put me in the hospital and, and I think I'm dying. And Jesus, who hasn't wanted to shave their head and beat a car with a fucking umbrella? I have for I've sure. absolutely wanted to. Right. Exactly. <laughs> And uh, I wanted her to do it. Uh, by the way, I mean, and we're totally off the subject now, and I'm sorry about that. But no, it's like, it's all a through line. I think it's all about humanity. It is <laughs> right. It is. I wanted her to do an yeah. album while she was bald, so bad. I wanted her to do a rage filled, you know, punk rock, you know, screw it all anthem. I really wanted that album, but it never happened. Well, they, and, they just pack, re, they repackaged her. They cut off the. The icky parts, and they repackaged her, which I was not happy with. Well, but whatever. And, and with Congressman Lewis just dying, uh, not to make this more depressing, but but I think no, it's hopeful. On. I think it's hopeful <laughs> that his one of the main things he was known for is saying, "You have a responsibility when you see an injustice happening to stand up and say something." Right, and that's the other part of this that I think that his beautiful eighty years on this planet. Gosh, did he have the courage of his convictions, whereas a lot of people don't. Maybe they do on social media and behind their social media. But it's easy to retweet stuff. There's a person that, you know, was bloodied in the battle of fighting for civil rights and and standing up when he saw an injustice. So do you know who's really walking the walk and talking the talk in terms of casting for Hollywood diversity is Ryan Murphy. That's great. Pose. Have you ever seen Pose? I have not. It's not really geared to you. It's not really okay. geared to the 49-year-old white male. Yeah, but, but I'm not your typical 49-year-old white male. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But it's it's kind of a cultural, uh, it's creating a cultural tsunami, I think. it's uh, Billy Porter is in it. Sandra Bernhard, the comedian Sandra Bernhard is in oh, it. Oh, I have not seen her in anything for she years. She plays a nurse. It's, 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 a look at, it's a look at um, trans women, poses a look at trans women in the ballroom club scene in New York in the eighties, right when the HIV crisis was at its, Mm. at its height, when nobody knew what was going on, there was no act up had, had really yet to get its, get its feet, you know? And, um, and it's a very, even though it's a, um, it's got that Ryan Murphy gloss, everything he does is sort of glossy and, um, easily, it's easily consumed. 
Um, and because he he tends to add a lot of music to his stuff, like he add the politician. There's always oh, a musical. So, that break. show is so well done. Even if you don't love the show, the way it's done and what he's trying to do mm-hmm. is magical. Yeah. I love that whole thing. Right, yeah. and and there's a lot of music. There's also a lot of music in um, his other shows, American Horror Story yes. and um, Scream Queens. Was Scream Queens was really funny. The first season yeah. was very very funny. I think you'd like that, but. Um, but Pose is completely, you know, it, it wasn't so long ago that, you sure, you might be able to um, pitch a show like that. But could you could you actually cast, trans, you know, five trans women actresses in that show and have it be an Emmy Award winner? You know, that's the kind of stuff he's doing, which is so exciting yeah. right now. So, I don't know. And, like, maybe since we're saying, oh, since George Floyd's death, but... You know, these shows were in, there's a, there's a cultural revolution happening, and it's interesting because these shows have been in development probably for the last, just because we're seeing it now, you know, it they the development was like three years ago, right? Well, part of it is the mindset of the generation coming up after us is a lot more progressive. God, can the kids just finally change everything right now? I and hope vote, they do. Yeah, I mean, that's the other part of it. So. Well, us Gen Xers, we're just kind of, we're the, we're the little voice, and yeah. we're hoping for that next wave. After us, to as the replacement up. said, they got no war to name us. Mm. <laughs> hey, so uh, we got to lighten it up a little bit. Okay, <laughs> I like this. <laughs> this is Hollywood Roundup. It is. <laughs> What were your cartoons growing up? Um, Bugs Bunny was big. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad controlled the TV when I was a lad. Uh, Are you kidding me? Oh, no, he absolutely did. So we didn't really get so to So what pick. did you watch? The McNeil Lehrer Report? Nova? We, watched, we did watch MASH all the time. Sure. Um, but my dad really controlled the TV, but he liked uh, Looney Tunes. He Thank liked God. Bugs Bunny, so we'd watch that. And he liked uh, Little Rascals, and we'd watch that. Yeah, that's a dad show. Yeah. The Bowery Boys, Little Rascals, yeah, exactly. Laurel and Hardy. Oh, Laurel and Hardy, my dad would laugh so hard that I thought he was going to die. He <laughs> would start choking. My dad was a big smoker. My alarm clock in the morning was my dad coughing his lungs out until he got that first sweet, sweet, you know, taste of what were <laughs> of the cigarettes? now 100s. What? Now 100 cigarettes. Now. Yeah, now 100. Now. Yes. Cigarette names always fascinated yeah, me. Yeah, they do. They Did do. you smoke? Uh, only when I drank, uh, there were times where I smoked. Did but you have a brand that you liked to smoke? No, I, what I, I was always bumming whatever somebody else had. I didn't smoke very often, but I did sometimes. But there's so much emphysema and cancer in my family from smokers that mm-hmm. I just try to stay away from it. And all of my siblings smoke. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. like, I mean, but then again, you know, I don't know that there are families like that anymore. When you grow up with smokers, though, the stats are staggering. If if right. both your parents smoke, that you know you're very likely to smoke. Right. My son smokes. Yeah. I wish he didn't, but he does, and there's nothing I can do about yeah, it. Yeah, my daughter does too. Right. So same thing. And there. both I I smoked, but I quit. I quit by the time he was five years old. But his dad still smokes. How old is your son now? Yeah, he's going to be thirty. Okay. My huh? daughter is twenty. Mm-hmm. Now here's what's odd. What's that? She started with vaping. Oh, and I'm, moved to to cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I 
I don't know. For me, the jury's still out. It's kind of like Botox with the vaping yeah. in that, you know, it hasn't been around long enough. Cigarettes have been around for thousands of years. We know yeah. what it does to you and we know on what timeline it does it to you. Vaping, very new. I know. Very new. We don't know what it does to you. No, not long that, term. That makes it a, a little bit more uh, dicey for me. I just want to say, you know? hey, you're the lab research. Yeah, not, not that the... I get behind any of it, <laughs> yeah. but so your dad would wake you up coughing. Oh, hacking his lungs out, yeah. but at the same time when he'd laugh at Laurel and Hardy, he would laugh so hard that he, it would turn into a cough to the point where you're, you're just wide-eyed like, is he going to make it? <laughs> is he going to make it through the other side of this ladder scene? You know, That is a mixed <laughs> ladder scene. I totally knew what you said yeah. when you said the Laurel and Hardy ladder yeah. scene. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that is a mixed emotion uh, memory. Yeah. yeah. That is a total mixed emotion memory. We had a very memory. odd relationship, but uh, man, I loved I loved watching Laurel and Hardy with him just because it was fun to watch him laugh like an idiot. Mm-hmm. You know? So, you hardly so. ever get to see that with your dad. No, exactly. And right. I, he was either yelling at you or, you know, but... <laughs> But I just, I loved watching those shows with them because I'd start laughing. I didn't even know what I was laughing at when I was real small. Then eventually I just fell in love with uh, Laurel and Hardy and Marx Brothers. Yeah. Um, Harpo and everybody else. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Groucho. And when you Zeppo. got to watch cartoons, what cartoons did you watch? A lot of Looney Tunes. It, well, yeah, but but beyond that, beyond oh. when your dad didn't have control of the TV. Um, You know, I watched all of them. Um, I loved some of the characters. Uh, um along the way um i mean i like the foghorn leghorn i don't know if that what that he didn't control the tv on saturday mornings did he uh usually he did god yeah yeah well i mean we have one we were broke we had one tv yeah i know you know and so everybody he, had one tv yeah, in the and, 70s and we were but saturday we were mornings remote. are sacred well we would do chores on saturday mornings my dad and my stepmother didn't do chores oh man the children did the chores and so we cooked or cleaned every other night um, either, you know, did the dishes or cooked, we did the laundry and we would, uh, and this is all very depressing, I'm sure, but, but Saturday mornings was chore time. I think it's and then, fascinating. Then we were done with chores. We would get to watch a little bit of a Looney Tune show or something okay. like that. So, well, that's, that's yeah. neat. I had, oh, a, that's neat. I, I had a very, um, I had a very different experience. Okay. All <laughs> I had right. A very different experience yeah. in that I, uh, maybe that's why I love TV so much. What right did you, what, what were your favorite cartoons? Oh my up? gosh. Grape Ape. I loved Grape Ape. I remember Grape Ape. Grape Ape. The Groovy Ghoulies. Oh yeah. The Groovy Ghoulies. Josie and the Pussycats. Oh yeah. I remember that. Right. I mean, I liked all the, you know, and I liked the, 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 whatever, the Croft shows, right? Sydney, uh, what's his face? The the Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. Oh yeah, the yeah, live yeah, action, the oh, live yeah, yeah. action, yep. Electra uh, Woman and Diana Girl, yep. all that crap. How about Captain Caveman. Oh, Caveman, <laughs> Captain Caveman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, it just dawned on me that kids don't have that that glut of time on Saturday mornings because cartoons are everywhere at all times now, and it's that to me, it's like there's a reason that there's a limit to how much time you spend on the tilt-a-whirl. Yes. It should only be two and a half minutes. Yes. It should not be any longer than that. I agree with that. And that's the thing with cartoons right now. They're everywhere and they're all the time and they really should be like on at three o'clock in the afternoon after school or Saturday mornings. What are we doing now? I think we got to play that's entertainment. Oh yeah, let's do that.
Welcome back. You're listening to The Brian Oak Show. In for Brian Oak, I'm Colleen Cruz, along with Sean Bernard, Major Domo of The Brian Oak Show. Also, Sean Bernard, you do something else with your time. I do. Um, I got suckered in. I mean, I got into real estate uh, <laughs> a couple of years ago. You know, it's funny that I, I've had friends say, wow, and you've been doing real estate the last couple of years. I said, yeah. And they're like, how did you get into that? And I said, you know, I didn't want to. But then a friend of mine talked me into it, and they said, well, you've been doing sales most of your life. You know how to negotiate. You like helping people, and why not help your friends buy and sell their houses? And I thought, well, what the heck? This might be my final chapter in my career this next 25 years. Hey. May as well you know, do something like that. that I, I've always enjoyed You never homes. know what might happen in the next 25 years. You could be a greeter at Walmart. I could be, even though I won't go into Walmart. Me but, either, but... Yeah, I won't enter the door, so that means that I've been hit on the head with something hard <laughs> but uh, we're my, all just uh, a rock away from that aren't we but another cool so this ties into my father again for some reason but my dad built houses and we, he remodeled houses oh. and it's a way that we survived because it would pay the rent mm-hmm. and and so i i fell in love with you know the architecture of houses and you know learning about all the basics um and i've taken that to real estate so it's cool i can go into a house and look at the foundation make sure that's okay i can tell the difference of what's going on between a horizontal horizontal crack and a vertical crack. That is really important too. It I've, is. I've purchased three houses in my life yeah. and uh, two of them uh, were not good. Yeah. And there's certain things that you absolutely need to get done. It's important and, to get the right person. Yeah. And you need yeah. to know the major things that uh, could potentially go wrong and have great inspectors, which I do, uh, great relationships with them. But uh, give me a call, 612-859-2594. If you or anybody you know is in the market to buy or sell, it doesn't have to be tomorrow either. I've got mm-hmm. projects in the work a year from now, two years from now, somebody, their kids graduating in two years and they're getting ready to downsize and I'm going to go meet with them soon to talk about their two-year plan of yeah. fixing things up and downsizing and getting rid of things right. and, and everything Get rid else. of the shag carpet. Exactly right. Yeah, you're well, going to get $10,000 more, right? Yeah, a lot of the stuff that you don't need that people don't need to see when they're trying to get through the house. It just makes it look bitter, bigger. And people want to envision their own things in the house mm-hmm. when they when they are going to buy. So mm-hmm. 612-859-2594. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> because... The world's going to hell in a handbasket. This is like fiddling while Rome burns, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. The Benny Hill song. I, I always like juxtaposing really shitty things with the Benny Hill theme song because that's what this administration feels like to me. It does. but I uh-huh. So just like I don't get this administration, I didn't get Benny Hill. Like I didn't find it. Like a to be a great show. No, me either. But I love this song. Oh, that's a fantastic song. <laughs> no, and it says it says 
the world is going to hell in a handbasket. It is. Yeah. Hey, so the Trump administration, as of five hours this morning, the Trump administration is preparing to roll out a plan this week to send military-style federal assault squads, uh, which are already in Portland, uh, into other cities. Uh, the White House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows, says. He only named locations with Democratic mayors. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. He said, uh, Mark Meadows said, we're going to see something rolled out this week as we start to go in and make sure that the communities, whether it's Chicago or Portland or Milwaukee or some other place across the heartland, we need to make sure that these communities are safe. All three cities named are run by Democrats. President Donald Trump, three words that I hope never, ever, 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 ever to say again after November. Yes. Also indicated that federal squads would likely target cities run by the party that opposes him. He said that... The violence was on the increase in Democrat-run cities. They are liberally run. They are stupidly run, the president added. How about that? We're stupidly Are we great now? When are we getting great? That's what, that saying alone drives me crazy. And I've I've said to people I know who are conservatives and Mm -hmm. ultra-conservative and are fans of his, I've said, tell me exactly when we were great. When exactly was it great for the majority. Was it, when, was it when black people couldn't vote? Was it when women were treated as second-class citizens, as many still are? Was <laughs> it when disabled people were treated like second-class right, citizens? Right, no wheelchair ramps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when is it that we were great? Because no if we're going to be great girls. again, yeah, no sports for girls. That was, right. a, was that a great time? <laughs> I don't recall that. You know, or yeah. m- most of our existence where women couldn't vote. That's what I, you when, when I get, because uh, I look like a Karen, you know. I, I think so. I've got shoulder length yeah. blonde hair. Yeah. I've I've got uh, a little like Karen's were all redheads. The pat No, I I think they're I think they're white ladies like me, especially oh, in Minnesota. That's true. You know. And uh and Karen I Karen Jansen. So, right. <laughs> right. I, I look like that that type of woman. And so a lot of times um when I'm in an environment where there are a lot of women like me, whether it be at oh Oh, the the variety of places women like me go, whether it be like the grocery store or a home goods store getting knickknacks. But, you know, I, I um, because I look like them, you know, I'm I get in I'm privy to these conversations and they think that I'm going to be like that. And they'll say all kinds of crazy things in front of me. And it drives me cuckoo bananas. And I and I think, OK, lady, then you got to take it all back. You know what I'm saying? It's so rude. Like, you don't know about the women that have gone before you so that you could have uh, a a very good life, you know, or, you know, pretty, pretty good compared to the women uh, from 40 years ago or 50 years ago. Yeah. There's another great show on Hulu right now. It's uh, Mrs. America. Oh, yeah. About Phyllis Shafley. Yeah, I've seen some of that. Astounding Mm -hmm. cast. Great writing. Yeah. And uh, just, and it, and it's sort of... um, the the parallels to this woman's rise to prominence and and the uh, the cuckoo right the right wing nut jobs you yeah. know what I mean that if, that if really because I mean I'm not saying that all right wingers are nut jobs no. I'm just saying that the right's in charge right now and shit's cray it is it is so you get to take advantage you, this is this is your party's fault right now because <laughs> you didn't stop him no. you didn't stop him no. somehow they thought it was okay. To have a reality star in charge of things and here, you know, oh, great pandemic. Have you been looking on your Facebook lately? Yeah. And when the memories come up from a while oh, yeah. ago and you go, 
How bad could it be? Well, shit. Here we are. Yeah. Pandemic. As I've said to Brian, hmm. uh, and I'll say to you. I'm sorry I'm going nuts. We this. Irish people know to not say, well, it can't get any worse than this. <laughs> <laughs> because right. because because a new level yes, of hell just yes, drop open in yes front it of you. does yeah it's called murphy's law for right. those of you who are not irish it will happen if you think you're well it's it's not gonna get any lower right like there's no way we can bottom out worse than this oh yes we can hey uh, and uh speaking of another hell in a handbasket thing that i wanted to talk about yes so it was on bloomberg now, five hours ago, I like Bloomberg. Yes. I do. I do the, the um, Bloomberg.com, you know, the, the news organization. Yeah. Uh, Russian elite given experimental COVID-19 vaccine since April. How about that? Officials, hmm. executives, and other prominent members of Russian society, meaning money. Yes. Right? Given early access to a COVID-19 vaccine. Well, that's going to happen here. You know what's going to happen here. Really? There'll be a ton of wealthy people that will get the first doses of, yeah, whatever they, when they get damn close, before it's massively distributed, you bet there'll be some elitist people that will get, very wealthy people will be like, hey, can you uh, get me some of that before it's totally ready for market? Watching Game of Thrones, <laughs> I, uh, you know, you, th- you, you, you think about the medieval times and the kings and the queens and everybody that would have food tasters. Oh, yeah. So that nobody got, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm... A little something extra in their, in their, in their mutton, in their leg <laughs> yeah. of, their yeah. leg of mutton. Yes. In their, in their glog of mead or whatever it is. Maybe somebody. <laughs> glog of mead. I don't know. That's like Renfest talk. It is. Yeah. That's like oh. sexy nerd Renfest yeah. talk. My yeah. glog of mead. I like a man in a kilt. I like a fat man in a kilt. That look will never get old for me. Yeah. I'm there just is saying. something about it. It's hot. Especially if they're well-bearded. Oh, God. (laughs) Last time I went to the Ren Fest, I followed this dude around. I mean, not like a creepy stalker, but kind of like a creepy stalker. (laughs) From about 25 feet away, I could look at his calves all day. Just huge. Jeepers creepers, man. Oh, oh, quick diversion. Okay. I'm in Scotland years ago. (gasps) Yeah. That's where they all belong. Incredible trip. And there's this guy... uh, 78 year old mm-hmm. scotsman playing the pipes mm-hmm. it's 78 degrees there which never happens okay. beautiful sunset is coming down yeah and the guy starts playing amazing grace on the on the bagpipes <gasps> and i'm practically in tears sure i have a cuban cigar which you can smoke over there and i'm watching this happen and i you know as a kid who grew up poor this is like a dream to me sure but as he gets closer he's he's like Stop, you know, he's with the thing and just swatting at himself. Why? Like, what is going on? Finally, he gets about 75 feet from us, and my uncle says, Hey, Jimmy, are the nits getting under under, under your kilt yet? And he says, Oh, no, Tom. They saved the tasty bits for last. And I, I just <laughs> went from tears from Amazing Grace to absolutely... Choking, I was laughing so hard. Oh no, Tom, they saved that tasty bits for last. And it's like, where the hell did that come? But this guy's calves were like the size of a melon, uh-huh. you know, just those giant man calves. I like man calves, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the man calves, but yeah, you know, you think about the food tasters from medieval times and you think, gosh. Wouldn't it be a sad thing if the people who were in charge of getting those really rich people the first dose 
Just put a little something extra little in. A little something. Time for the guillotine. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Let him eat cake. Let him eat special cake. Uh, I'm not I'm not really encouraging any of that. I wouldn't well, be encouraging. Kinda. Well, I'm just saying <laughs> I've got a fantasy that somehow they disappear. Yeah, there needs that, to be. And that we I'm more a, egalitarian uh, pro person. Yeah, pro we are human. a very classist society. It's the number one problem in in America. Oh. It's about classism more than anything else. And that's been Hell in a Handbasket with Colin Cruz and Sean Bernard on the Brian Oak Show. <laughs> So, um, yeah, we went a little long today, That's but okay. Let's, we're figuring it out. We're going to end on a very positive note. We are going to murdering pe- people. <laughs> no, not not sending secret uh, secret troops to democratic cities. You know, yeah. all of that crap. The very exciting news. I wanted to end on something positive. Yes, uh, there is, and this is just this morning. Yeah, there's a COVID vaccine front runner, and it is months ahead of. I mean, she's thinking that this woman... Is this out of Oxford? It is Oxford, yeah. The University of Oxford candidate. She is, it's led by Sarah Gilbert. It might be through human trials by September. Kaboom. Was she on the show, Roseanne? Was no, that Sarah well, Gilbert? yeah, that is a Sarah Gilbert. We're not, oh. the, the woman, you can look her up. Sarah Gilbert, she's so a scientist. So she's not also at Oxford. No, 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 no. No, okay. she's in Hollywood. Sarah Gilbert. I was joking. Okay, well, I, well, you took me I, seriously. I do take it. I, do I have know. to say just kidding with you? JK. With JK. JK. Don't ever say LOL. Why? Because you are a funny person and funny people don't say LOL. Can I say OMG? You can say that. All right, I'll say OMG. I, I only fine. say that on... On Let's use these voices the rest of the show and see if we can Some keep vocal fry. <laughs> Hi, this is Colleen. I'm in for Brian Oak and the Brian Oak Show. In with Sean Bernard. Oh my What's God. What's going on, you guys? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> well, anyway, this this scientist lady, and we like scientists. I love scientists. Oh, thank God. I have nerd envy all the time. Mm-hmm. Sarah Gilbert, she's she's got a front runner for the, uh, love for, it. The, for the COVID vaccine. So that's, and actually, so look it up. Google it. Google that shit. For, check it out. Check it out for a smile. Okay. And uh, yeah, I think we should end on something happy, don't you? Yeah. And I haven't heard this version of this <gasps> song and I'm excited to hear it. Thank you to AudioQuip for providing this incredible sound equipment and to Dave Gathmer for the logo and Amy Stubblefield Barthel for the website and mm-hmm. by Rebecca Studios for the photos. Thank you all. We mm-hmm. love you all. Yeah, we do. And, uh, See you next time, Sean Bernard. That was fun. It was super fun. And this is uh, Here Comes the Sun, the version by Richie Havens. On the Brian Oak Show.
Here comes the sun, and I say it's all right. 